Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode, part three of the three-part manifestation, mini manifestation series. I'm super excited about today's episode. And funny enough, I actually just started recording it and was about a quarter of the way through and realized I was using the wrong sound settings. So that was a really good way to start. But anyways, all that means is that I'll be that much more articulate as we embark on this third part of the journey together. In terms of life updates, I don't really have a whole lot this week simply because I've been actually pre-recording these kind of back to back, so there's not been a whole lot going on in between. I have been laying low, just prepping for our road trip, reading a lot, watching some different shows, and interestingly, I was playing a game with my friends the other day. It's called We're Not Really Strangers. It's kind of a get to know you card game and I've been seeing this all over the internet and one of the questions was what is something that surprised you about me and one of my friends said that she was really surprised that I was into and watched reality TV which may or may not come as a surprise to you as well. I found that really funny that she thought that that was an interesting surprising fact about me but anyways the reason I bring this up is because one of the shows that I've been binge watching over the last few days has been the new series on Netflix. I mean new depending on when you're listening to this but it's called The Ultimatum. Such an interesting concept and I think it's by the same creators of Love is Blind which I also binged and loved. So yeah That's just a little fun fact about me as well as a little update about what I'm watching. I also am weaving in a little bit more of wholesome content, but for the most part, I'm going through a reality TV phase. And then in terms of books, I also go through phases with books where I kind of dip into different genres. I went through a Greek mythology inspired genre phase for a while there, and then I'm now kind of more into thrillers and mysteries and I had seen that book Verity so much on TikTok and kind of all over social media so I read that about a week or so ago and I've talked about that a few times on social media about how I was so excited to read it and I really 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 loved it but oh my gosh that was so stressful for me I am very rarely affected like physiologically by a book definitely by movies like I'll get a little bit nervous and stressed when it's really tense or suspenseful excuse me I don't know why I stumbled over that word but when it came to this book I was on the edge of my seat and 
it was creepy and weird and I've never really read anything like that before. So definitely very much a page turner and I really liked it and I would recommend it. However, with the caveat that be mindful of the headspace that you're in and if you're kind of feeling already a bit on edge or maybe a little bit stressed or anxious, that might not be the book for you if you are affected in that way. But otherwise, it's really interesting and very, very, like you really just want to know what happens. So then after that, I was looking for similar books online and something that kept coming up was this book called The Push. So I just finished that. That was also quite along the same lines as Verity in some ways. Definitely very different, but um, I really liked that. One thing I will say is not uplifting whatsoever, like just very depressing and very much a downer like one of those books where everything that could go wrong in someone's life does go wrong so once again I think these things can really affect us personally like I was feeling so stressed reading Verity but yeah the pushes was really good it's just a matter of being in the right headspace when you're reading it and then now I kept seeing this book come up on different lists the inheritance games so that's the one that I just started no real thoughts so far and I don't even really know what it's about because I didn't I don't typically read summaries or what books are about before reading them to be honest I just don't I don't know why maybe because it kind of spoils it for me I like going in kind of clueless so that is what I'm reading at the moment and then I have a bunch of road trip books that I've downloaded so I'll keep you posted on any good ones that stand out and if you have any recommendations definitely let me know as well so I've mentioned now a few times that the journey that we're going on together is part of a three-part series. So if this is your first one, you can definitely go back to the previous two and kind of treat it as a little mini program. So whether you're just dipping your toes in manifestation practice or maybe you want to reset and refresh and revisit, this can be a way to kickstart that. And so I'm recommending as you go through and listen to these episodes to just pause when you need, take your journal out, take notes on your phone, and really take some of these insights and integrate them into your own life and some of these are going to be very applicable to you maybe some of them not so much so just taking what aligns with where you're at right now and like I mentioned I would definitely recommend going back to part one and two so in part one we talked about establishing your vision then part two was all about the narratives and behaviors that may be blocking you from realizing that vision and then this week we'll talk about actually taking action and gaining some momentum and working with the universe in the direction of your vision so we've been using the example of going on a road trip so in part one we were setting our destination in part two we were identifying potential roadblocks that we may encounter or traffic or delays and then today we're talking about actually embarking on the journey and it's important to highlight that I'm presenting this as a three-part process but it doesn't always unfold in this sequential linear way sometimes we're doing all of these kind of in tandem and you know we need to go back and adjust our vision and tweak it or roadblocks pop up in real time that we weren't anticipating that we need to heal through for example so you can really feel free to take liberties in making this your own and just working through it at whatever pace and which whichever order works for you. Little disclaimer before we get into it, I don't 
aligns the belief that your thoughts create your entire reality and that you're solely to blame for the circumstances or situation that you're in or have been in or events that have happened to you. I think this discredits the fact that we are in community with other beings and they often act in ways that are out of our control. And it also fails to address systemic issues that perpetuate mistreatment that we really need to be looking at and not bypassing as part of a grander plan. And on top of that, I also think it can be overwhelming to think in this way and can lead us to be you know, more controlling of every single part of our reality. So in this case, I always like to share that the focus of this practice is what's within the realm of your control. So your habits, patterns, thoughts, behaviors, what you consume, who you surround yourself with, and then how we can empower ourselves to take ownership and redirect our internal forces away from things that are perpetuating self-sabotage, self-doubt, smallness, and then direct them towards our vision. All right, so last week the focus was on gaining insight to our blocking narratives and behaviors, the adaptations we make in early life to be loved, approved of, and accepted that can keep us stuck in limited ways of thinking and cycles of self-doubt, self-sabotage, avoidance, and action, etc. So as you think about navigating and replacing these blockages with more supportive and expansive behaviors and narratives, you can begin to gain some momentum in the direction of your vision because as I mentioned just a second ago, you're pulling your energy out of those self-destructive patterns and you're plugging it into something that's going to actually help you to gain momentum towards your vision. So this process often starts with identifying those narratives and behaviors and then being able to get ahead of them and interrupt them and kind of just allow their momentum to subside. So now you've got what I like to refer to as your internal compass, which is composed of your values and your vision. And just before we talk about that a little bit more, I would invite you to continue to revisit your vision as often as you can and make any tweaks and clarifications and make sure it really reads as a clear vision that you have a good idea of where you're going. Think of this as a destination. We want to be really clear and really precise and really specific about where we're going. And knowing that this can shift and change and materialize more as we go. So something that is often recommended is that we can engage with our vision from all of our senses. So what does this reality feel like, taste like, sound, smell, look like? Everything that we can possibly pull in to make it that much more tangible and that much more easy for us to engage with. So as I mentioned, you now have this internal compass, which you can use as a guide for your actions and decisions, as always focusing on those things within your control. And then just being able to observe the little breadcrumbs in your daily life that show you that you're on the right path. And as you observe and bring more focus and attention to those little signs, your brain starts to focus and seek out more of those things. So something that I really like to do is document all of my small wins, the little signs that I'm on the right path, and then practice gratitude for those things. So sometimes gratitude can be difficult because it feels like we don't really know what to focus on, especially if we're in a difficult time. So even if I can find little tiny tiny things that happen throughout my day that were a reflection of a grander vision that I may want to have. So I've mentioned before that something that's important to me is to have a certain extent of a certain degree, sorry, of freedom in my career and flexibility. So being able to just observe those small moments of where I felt freedom, let's say I took 
an extra 10 minutes on my morning walk and that was really nourishing and really great for me and being able to document those little small wins or you know, just signs that you are headed in the right direction and practice some gratitude for them. This is definitely a balancing act because while we want to be observing and grateful, practicing gratitude for those things, we don't want to get too fixated on that desired reality that we are looking to call in. And specifically, we don't want to get too fixated on the gap between our current and our desired reality. Because what I found is being fixated on that gap, so always thinking about, I'm not where I want to be, this is how far I need to get there, it just perpetuates being in this place of always wanting. So when you actually do find yourself in this place of maybe this is what you had wanted at one point you're not even focused on being grateful for that you're just thinking about the next step and the next step so being able to pull it back to where you are right now and have that balance of still envisioning and embodying that grander vision while being grateful and present in your current reality and because quite often we are working towards something that we think is going to make us feel a certain way, we can try to embody those feelings at any point in our life. So as I mentioned, for me, freedom has always been been a big priority, specifically in relation to my career. So how can I try to make space for and embody that more in my current situation? Okay, so a term that you'll see come up a lot and that I'm going to be using throughout this episode is this idea of alignment action and sometimes I found myself trying to digest what that actually meant and for me it's basically the idea that we want to start bringing some awareness and paying attention to how we respond to inspiration and opportunities taking even a microsecond to zoom out and consider whether what's in front of us whether it's an opportunity or an idea perpetuates a limiting narrative or behavior for example taking a job at a salary that is far less than our worth or does it feel expansive and aligned to your vision and sense of self-worth is it aligned to those values that you're you have for yourself or is it something that you're going to be really settling for so that's kind of how i think about aligned action is Essentially, is this going to get me closer or further away from my vision? And when it comes to things that are getting us closer to our vision, quite often they are aligned to our core values, whereas the things that are pulling us away from it are usually perpetuating those survival personality adaptive behaviors. What I will say, coming back to this idea of balance, because this is something that I quite often have to remind myself of and a pitfall that I have fallen into many times, is to be mindful of being overly controlling and rigid when we are thinking about taking action. I like to think of this in terms of the 80-20 rule. You don't need to aim to be in alignment 100% of the time. I don't think that's necessarily realistic and we don't want to be putting this pressure on ourselves to make perfect choices 100% of the time. So let's say your goal is to, for example, find your ideal partner or career. There will start to be opportunities that pop up and you'll check in with yourself. Maybe on some level you'll sense that it's not aligned, but you go for it anyways because quite often we need to actually go through the experience to know whether or not we've made the right decision. And then maybe down the line that decision ends up somehow burning you or you reflect back and think that maybe it wasn't in alignment and didn't get you closer to your vision, that doesn't necessarily mean that it was 
the wrong decision to have made or that you necessarily failed or that you're now set back however many years. And we can even reframe this as essential learning and feedback without losing sight of our vision so that we can actually just come back to the drawing board and refine and refuel that vision. So sometimes it's a matter of saying, well, I thought I wanted that, but now I can see that I don't. But until we actually try it, we don't know. Just as a personal example, I've been weaving in my career path that I've been on for several years now where I started off in a very structured corporate nine to five setting and I knew that I wanted more freedom and flexibility perhaps in an entrepreneurial space. That journey has been so incredibly indirect and non-linear and I've had certain opportunities that I've taken that have kind of brought me back into that more structured world that I have been able to reconnect with my vision because I realize more and more that those things are very important to me but without actually being in that environment and being able to remind myself and refine my vision perhaps I could have romanticized the idea of being back in that environment so really it's for me more of an experimentation and not every single experiment is going to be successful if you can even really think of it in that way, because what does it really mean to be successful? I think if we can, like I said, reframe it as an essential part of the learning process. So if you think about science, in order to get to a certain insight in an experiment, there need to have been several failed experiments leading up to that quite often. We need to play around with different options. And so I think when we think about aligned action and making decisions, we quite often get scared that we're not going to make the right one. But I think that's maybe a bit of an illusion because if we can just take the lesson out of whatever it is that we had decided for ourselves, then we can continue to move forward and we don't have to feel like we are a failure or that we've been completely set back and there's no way we can get back on the path. So sometimes I find that making the quote-unquote wrong choice can be just as valuable in getting you closer to your vision because the contrast of being in that position where you are out of alignment gives you more clarity and discernment for your vision. I think also when we're so fixated on the idea of right and wrong, we get stuck in decision paralysis because we haven't actually had the chance to hone or get any sense of what is right or wrong. We're just going based on our past, but we don't really have that connection with, let's say, that intuitive guidance. So we get stuck in that decision paralysis out of fear of making the wrong choice and then we can start to feel resentful because we are just stuck and stagnant so in this case we can consider where this inaction is rooted in is it fear of rejection fear of failure embarrassment and then we can go back and learn to navigate those roadblocks because this is going back to step two where that inaction is something that is blocking you from moving forward you can move forward and make a decision that maybe isn't necessarily aligned but that is still in my opinion momentum that can help you get closer to where you want to go because you're gaining feedback and you are refining your vision. I think when we go on this journey we accept that it's not going to be perfect 100% of the time but that we can still navigate whatever it is that's coming 
and presenting itself without getting completely derailed and without losing sight of our vision. And I've mentioned before quite often that imagery of life as being compared to a stream of water and how we can either resist it and try to fight back against it and paddle upstream or we can go with the flow and trusting that even if we go off course we'll always be guided back into balance because we're so clear on our vision and the experiences that we're having are just giving us more data and feedback. So the thing that's really cool about once we start to respond to our inspiration and opportunities and these little tests that we're being sent is that we can actually start to raise our baseline of what we think is possible. So let's say, for example, going back to the career example, you have only ever experienced careers that you didn't like, you felt like you weren't valued, you were stressed, you just overall didn't feel any sort of connection to your career and that was what you witnessed growing up with your parents or your caretakers or your grandparents in your society and so you've you've developed this narrative in your mind that it's difficult to find a job that you are happy and comfortable in and that supports you well and that you feel aligns well to your life but then through having had experiences with different jobs you've been Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
able to form a new vision for yourself that maybe is different from what you've experienced but that you'd like to start to work towards so for example one that is very much aligned to your core values that is much more flexible that doesn't necessarily operate in that same structured way that can be difficult at first because perhaps your self-worth in relation to your deservingness of that higher vision that you have for yourself is not matching that opportunity for example you don't think that you are worthy of having that type of career but then as you start to have these little experiences where you get a glimpse that that could be possible for you you start to raise your baseline bit by bit and you can kind of bridge the gap between your current reality and your desired reality so let's say for example you keep getting these opportunities pop up over and over again that are really low salaries and you know really structured rigid hours that are not flexible at all but then you have an opportunity that is a lot closer to your vision for yourself well now you've actually been tangibly shown that something even a little bit closer to what you're looking for is out there and is possible so then it's almost like you start to gain momentum down the thinking of well i wonder if i could increase that even a little bit and how much better it can get for me and you're thinking very expansively and creatively and openly in relation to what's possible for you so it's not necessarily that you'll make an immediate jump from point a to point b although maybe that will be your journey, but it can also be a much more iterative process where your baseline is slowly, slowly, slowly increasing it until it starts to match that vision that you have for yourself and you start to settle less and less. And this is something that I've really experienced that has been very interesting for me because I have mentioned several times with partnerships, I felt very undervalued at the beginning and then eventually I established a vision for myself where I felt highly valued, where I felt like I was working with partners that cared about me and my content and, you know, were making an exchange that I felt was fair and all of these factors that are important to me when working with a partner. I have certainly since setting that vision for myself still continued to receive those opportunities where people don't even get my name right, they don't know anything about my content, they want me to do something for free, but I have had small glimpses of working with partners who do offer me those opportunities, who do make a fair exchange, who value my content, who have shown that they value working with me. So because I now have even a glimpse of that tangible reality for myself, I can start to work towards that and settle less and less and feel as though there are more opportunities out there that I may not be aware of that maybe I don't see. But now that I've been shown even one little glimpse into that, I can expand in that direction. Okay, so we've now covered the part of the process that is within your control. So taking aligned action, checking in with yourself when presented with ideas, inspiration, opportunities, and then considering whether they're aligned to your core values, your authentic self, and will get you in the direction of your vision. Now we're going to be talking about how you can orient yourself to the unknown and uncertainty and working with universal intelligence. Now, going back to what I said at the beginning of the episode, we are always accepting the fact that there will be things outside and beyond our control and this is not to say that we are aiming to perfect every little thing in our reality this is about leaning into the unknown and the unseen and just seeing if we can send out a signal of trust versus fear even if you don't 
believe in God or a higher power or the universe or whatever it may be, you can understand and accept that there are things beyond your control that are going to happen and you can consider whether it feels good in your body to be fearful of those things and to be living in constant fear of what's around the corner or to be expansive and to be imaginative or at the very worst be neutral towards them. If you do find yourself in a place where you are extremely fearful or anxious or worrisome about the future and about the unknown, then that is where some healing may be required or perhaps there is an environment that is, it's a very reasonable reaction that you are feeling those things because there are real threats. And I want to acknowledge that because sometimes we are perpetuating a state of fear when perhaps we don't need to it's a projection based on how we've been taught to orient towards the unknown or perhaps as a result of past experiences but then also maybe we feel fearful about our future because there are very real threats in our situation and in our environment that we need to move away from but in the case where we just project this constant fear because of our past or because of how we've been taught to orient ourselves to uncertainty that's where I think being able to find practices and supports that help you to regulate that fear and that anxiety and ultimately regulate your nervous system so that you're not constantly in a state of fight or flight and I've talked before about how it can be really difficult to think expansively and creatively when we are in that constant fight or flight because we are simply focusing on our own survival. I had also mentioned that when we are constantly in that space of overthinking and being fearful and being worrisome these signals can sometimes overpower our intention and our vision and we can really lose sight of that so to the extent that we can learn to regulate our nervous system to be able to at least somewhat turn the volume down on those fearful thoughts and sensations and then we can come back to our vision and be intentional and forward moving that can help us to stay on track even when uncontrollable events happen so like i said working with universal intelligence can really be about how we orient ourselves to the unknown when it comes to your manifestations do you feel an intense attachment and desire to control how and when they come through and if so how can you let go a bit of the tight grip and trust that this is a collaborative process and it is guiding us in the right direction i want to expand on this for a moment because i think it's actually a really huge huge theme when it comes to manifestation and it was something that i really struggled with for a long time was that disproportionate focus on how and when something is going to come through and a big way that I've done this is specifically by fixating on things like money money in and of itself there's an emptiness to it because it doesn't really mean anything it's what it's actually going to enable in our lives and being able to bring the focus back to what it's going to enable versus just gaining more and more of that in and of itself because I think we hear a lot about that classic story of working your way to the top and getting all this money and still feeling that emptiness and I think when we're so hyper fixated and don't get me wrong I think we're certainly encouraged to be hyper fixated on this factor but I think it can really take away from the vision that we really have for our lives because is it all about just acquiring goods and 
you know, having a bunch of money in your bank account. I mean, maybe for some people it is, but for many of us, it's about the lifestyle that it's going to enable from more freedom, more time with our family, more creativity, more adventures. So seeing how we can pull the focus back to that and... You know, the same goes for things like followers and social media account. Just bringing the focus back to what is that actually going to do for you? The same can also be said for the experience that you are resisting. So it's not necessarily a lack of money that you're afraid of. You're afraid of losing freedom, being unsafe, or not having the ability to move around to travel. So you can tell a lot about what's really important to you when you remove that how factor and you go a step further and ask yourself, well, what is it that it's actually going to enable me to do. So that's why I said it's always helpful to come back to your vision and just see whether or not there are any factors in there that are more focused on how versus what and just seeing if we can refine that a little bit more and be really clear on the destination. And the same goes for timing because like I said, we are focusing on the realm of our control and for many of these things, whether it's meeting a partner or you know, starting a business and achieving a certain level of success there, it's really difficult for us to control the when. And in fact, that is very much outside of our control in a lot of cases. And we can try to force it and we can try to power through it, but sometimes that can really lead us to feel burnt out because things are happening in the order that they're supposed to. We are having these experiences that perhaps don't feel like they are the final, final destination, but they're a part of the process nonetheless. And being able to orient ourselves in that way to that process and not fixating on the timeline or the how can really help us to practice that healthy detachment. And detachment is different from apathy because underneath the detachment, there's a knowing and a trusting. We're ultimately just waiting for our physical reality to catch up to what we already feel inside. So being able to create space in our current reality for whatever it is that we are wanting to feel from the vision we have for ourselves, whether that's freedom, whether that's to be seen, whether that's expression, creativity, adventure, and just seeing whichever small ways we can embody that now. And it may not be that perfect version what you have in your mind, but it can help you to start to feel that and then start to seek that out more and more and call that in more and more. So before we close this off, I just want to say one more thing on the topic of universal intelligence. And this is a quote from this page on Instagram, which I'll link below. It's called ECA New, I think. And the title of the post is called Holding Hands with the Universe. And these are just a few excerpts. It says, when you ask the universe for patience, the universe will present opportunities where you're forced to combat the restlessness and discontent. When you ask the universe to help you heal, it'll throw you into a storm where the disturbances shakes you up and makes you rethink your thought patterns. The universe is your partner and your guide. Your role in this partnership is to surrender, to act in accordance, to change your perspective, and to appreciate all of the lessons that will soon come to fruition. So I really like this because it really helps to articulate our role in this co-creative collaborative process and how we can continue to come back to 
our own vision to act in alignment with that and then to kind of just roll with what's coming to us and appreciate the lessons and this doesn't mean that literally every single thing that's happening to us I think I've fallen into this trap to need to read into the lesson behind every single event and experience that I'm having and I think that there is an element of some things are just random and there's no real rhyme or reason I think Sometimes for me, the phrase everything happens for a reason feels a little bit, I I am very much someone who analyzes everything. So if I think that every single thing in my life is happening for some sort of grander vision, I feel like I need to dissect it. And quite often, I think coming back to that balance element that has just led me to expend way too much energy trying to understand every single event around me versus just accepting what's going on around me and continuing to come into balance and come into alignment. So this brings us to the end of this three-part process and I've said several times throughout this series that if you haven't already explored the clarity quiz that I have available for free on the website then that is something that I would invite you to do because it's essentially taking you through this whole three-part process in an interactive way using that quiz and I hope that you've been able to take something away from this series and you can continue to come back to it it's always going to be here to revisit some of these themes and you'll find that certain things resonate more with you when you listen back to it or you know later down the line depending on where you're at in your journey so I do want to just provide a quick summary of everything that we've done so far so In the first episode in part one of this series, we were really focusing on establishing a vision, identifying our core values, and then aligning our core values and our vision, and just making sure that we have the right balance of motivation and making sure that it is aligned to what we want and not what someone else wants for us. Part two is talking all about some of the ways that we can be blocked by getting to that vision and how oftentimes when there's a jump between our current reality and what we're wanting to manifest and call in, we really need to identify the habits and patterns and narratives and behaviors that are keeping us in this kind of low self-worth place and how we can use our sense of self-worth to boost us towards that higher vision that we have for ourselves. And then of course today we talked about using our own internal forces through aligned action as well as working in a partnership and in tandem with the unknown, with the universe to continue to work towards our desired reality and towards our vision. I mentioned at the beginning of this episode that of course these things can be happening all at once, they can be happening in a non-linear way and what I would really invite you to do is to just explore it, play with it, maybe your process has more to it, maybe it's more simplified, you're really going to find what works for you and your patterning and you're going to look in certain areas of your life and you're going to see what has worked for you and you're going to be able to create your own roadmap and your own system that will work for you in different areas of your life. I think quite often we think in isolated silos in the sense that you are calling in a relationship and the way that you call in a relationship is different from the way that you call in a job or whatever it may be, but we can really apply the lessons across 
every domain of our life. And so throughout this process, you are carrying through one theme, but you can go back through the process at any point with a different theme and you can refine the process based on what works for you and what doesn't. So this is really just the start for you. And, you know, maybe you are already in this process and this is just coming back into it but you are really going to make this your own and I'm excited for you to go down this journey and I'm excited for you to be with me on it so please share how it's going I'd love to hear from you I'm excited for what's coming for us all and let this be just a a reminder that you are worthy of a life that you feel happy in and that you feel valued and that you feel as though you have community and love and like you're living something that feels really meaningful to you while you have this time. So thank you so much for being here. I hope that you keep that reminder close to you and I will see you in next week's episode.